Hey there, super friends. Just want to give a quick, quick welcome to our first bonus episode here. Uh, it is a bonus Friday right here on uh, awesomepodcast.com. We had a chance to sit down with someone for a short interview. Uh, we have so much going on that uh, I didn't want to wait. No, I didn't want to wait for this to drop in our normal lineup. Uh, our guest had some stuff that he wanted to promote. He wanted to get it out there as soon as possible. So I said, why not just have more than one episode? So coming up right now on the other end, our first ever bonus episode of Everything is Awesome. <laughs> edition of everything is awesome and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things this week i have a a a guest that wears many different hats uh he's a serial entrepreneur um he is a hip-hop artist he is a life coach professional life coach there's a difference there and, and we'll talk about that in just a moment uh actor motivational speaker he is um a world traveler he uh, runs many different uh, things, as we just said. Corepreme.com, his rap uh, persona. MCB Life Coaching is where you can go and find out more about his life coaching services. SIMediaServices.com is where you can go and, and find out where you can get t-shirts printed and CDs printed and, and any other kind of media service you may have. Without bringing the lead, let's get right to it. Please welcome to the show this week. Michael Bao, please, please tell the people a little bit about yourself. It's Michael Corey Bao. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur uh, by, by trade. I actually went to school and I got my entrepreneurship uh, degree in accounting, public relations, and marketing, and I'm working on my master's degree in organizational management. Um, so, yeah, I've always been someone of a person who has, like, ADHD. You know, it's hard for me to just focus on one thing. So um, I like to do different things all the time. So, uh, you know, I've traveled six continents, 23 countries, performing, making music, uh, doing seminars, life coaching. I'm also a certified professional life coach through IPEC. So I'm not one of those guys that just says, hey, I'm a life coach or I'm this or I'm that. And I haven't, you know, really have any certification. So uh, so on top of being a life coach, uh, you know, I deal with um, particularly women. Uh, I grew up around all women growing up. Uh, 80% of my household was women. So, uh, you know, I study that. Um, I also rap. I put that into my music, and I have another company called SI Media Services, where I, you know, produce T-shirts, hats, uh, you know, professional photography, videography. Uh, so, you know, it depends on any day of the week, depending on what's more important or, or what's the higher uh, preference of that day. I have to get into that role. So, uh, so do you manage that all yourself, or do you have a team behind you? Oh, de- definitely have to have a team. We got so okay. many. Uh, so many balls bouncing at the same yes. time. We need people kind of to, to, you know, one of those people that I know my weaknesses and one of them is that I need handlers. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, I need people to kind of just be there like, hey, look at your schedule. Hey, you got this to do. Hey, because if it was up to me, I would just be writing songs all day, you know? 
Well, and that's um, usually when I'm talking to creative people, uh, whether they're musicians or um, authors or filmmakers or actors or whatever, um, it's that's all uh, a very similar trait, whereas is they, all they want to do is their craft. And uh, But some of them, is, and musicians typically um, are the, the ones that wear many different hats to be they're a marketer they're a, a business manager um they're a booker because they usually especially in the indie scene um do everything themselves or maybe like between them and their bandmates right uh so it's nice to hear that uh you have help because there's not a lot of musicians out there that have that yeah yeah i do i'm blessed you know i have um very close circle of friends and we all have uh similar interests um okay so yeah, i definitely have people working with me working for me and uh yeah. Now, when you uh, when you travel, uh, is it uh, do you, do you try to book the? Because you say when you travel doing music or or, or uh, some speaking arrangements, do you try to like kind of book both at the same time? Like do a mix of uh, like a tour and a mix of uh, speaking events? Yeah, I, you know that's kind of. I started making music because I wanted to say something. You know, I wanted to uh, speak about social injustice. I want to talk about you know just important issues to me. Every day I try to look over the list of world issues and I just try to have an understanding of what's going on in the world. So I started making my music that way. But then I, I realized that you only have three minutes, you know, to get a message across. Even when I act and when I, when I do um, movies or I do like, uh, you know, off-Broadway shows, it, it's so much more expressive. So it's, I, I enjoy it more. So, you know, my first love was music. Acting was something that just kind of stumbled on. It was really become my love, believe it or not, uh, because you get to. I got used to the doing the three minute songs trying to convey this message, and then when you can get into character, you have hours. You know, you have time to actually yeah. share it. And then with the life coaching, it just was uh, a, an extension of both. It was an opportunity for me to learn from the acting, how to prepare to get on stage, and how to you know be be aware of my surroundings at the same time, say how I feel. So um, definitely, when I when I do a performance. Um, one of the first things I do if I if I'm booked for a rap show, I spend a few minutes just talking, you know, and then I go right into the show and then I stop and then I talk about something in life coaching. The same thing if I'm booked exclusively for a life coaching uh, or some um, you know motivational speaking thing, I'll I'll put on a song or two that's really inspirational, and then I'll get right into it. So it's, it's they're interchangeable. So um, when you're when you're out at spe- speaking events, um, you said that you do uh, you know a lot of work when it comes to uh, the female gender. What do you? What are your speaking events? Uh, uh, what are they about exactly? Uh, usually, when I'm talking to women, it's about um, just being a second class citizen. I mean, we're both guys, and um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that we both find women attractive. Yes. Uh, okay. So. Um, you know, it's harder to be a woman, I believe, in yeah. society. I mean, it, it may be a little totally. easier now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, it's it's a lot to keep up with. You know, it's uh, this, I have to dress this way, I have to act this way. Mm-hmm. So um, be, growing up in a household full of women, I, I, I learned just the, the emotional baggage that comes along with having to be a mother and then having to be a yeah. wife and then having to, you know. So what, a lot of times I find myself talking to a crowds, it's about insecurity, it's about building confidence. Um, you know, one out of every three women in America, I think one out of three or four were, were molested or sexually assaulted. Wow, that's crazy. And, yeah. Believe it or not, guys, it's, it's even worse. You know, it's the same numbers. So oh, wow. it's not just women. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's what I find myself usually talking about, you know, uh, some of my first, my first girlfriend, she had something like that happen to her. 
and uh, another girlfriend I had, same thing. And I started to see the, the parallel. And then I found out people in my family. So um, it's just kind of like this thing. So it, what I do is I just try to build confidence. I, I take what I learned from IPEC, which is uh, the, like one of the number one uh, life coaching schools in the world, mm-hmm. and just try to identify where their energy is, uh, what's going on subconsciously. Because people walk around, man, and, and they, they're typically completely unaware of their subconscious. They're just consciously visual. They see what's going on. They, they, they feel the weather, but they're not aware of what's playing on in their head over and over and over again. So, uh, yeah, it's usually insecurity. It's, you know, confidence building type conversation and um, just helping them to see the better version of themselves. That's that's great because there is um, I'm a father, so I have a, a, a little boy and then and a younger daughter. And um, I, uh, you know, I, I've always I've been on the, you know, the mentality that, you know, we're all the same. We're, you know, men, women, whatever. Um so it's it's great to hear that there's people out there that advocate that uh, we definitely live in a better time where I you know it's um, not the 1950s or 20s or whatever. But uh, you still, I mean, you have people losing their shit over uh, all female cast of Ghostbusters, right. um, and I that to me is you know there's issues maybe with with uh, that movie, but the cast or the gender of that cast should be the the last thing you're talking about because at the end of the day, all you want is a funny movie and you have four f- funny people. Like that's what they are. People they're like, who cares if they're, they're women. Yeah. Well, you know, we got a long way to go. I mean, um, you know, I say this all the time. America was born with a birth defect, you know, race, gender, um, you know, second class, third class citizenism. Uh, so, you know, when I, when I first saw the Ghostbusters, I, I was kind of disappointed too, you know, though I, I, I love, you know, talking about empowerment, it just didn't seem as exciting to me. And I love two of the two of the actresses. I was like, yeah, this looks good. And yeah. I'm just looking at it. It just didn't feel the momentum. You know, mm-hmm. so it was less about the gender of the yeah. situation. You know what? Um, that the problem with I think the casting of that movie is, and it's not because they're they're women. It's because we're in the year 2016, and they're still playing up the role of three white smart people. And then one uh, black person who has a subpar job uh, or needs a job. And to me, that, like, is utterly ridiculous in 2016. Like, there's such a way that you could craft that story or at least the the members of that team where you can have, A, there's more than two races in the world now. You know, always has been. But, you know, you you can change that up, mix it up so much more and not do – I don't know. It's just it's very, I guess, stereotypical and a very old world mentality, I think. Yeah. yeah well, listen, I agree 150 percent. That's exactly how I felt when I seen it. It's always the same. It's the predictive programming. You know, it's like when you watch a movie, you always know how it ends, you know, mm-hmm. so y- your brain is on like sleep mode. If you watch 100 movies and at the end of the 100 movies, the bad, you know, the guy gets the girl and the bad guy dies. Before you get to the movie theater, you know how it ends. So mm-hmm. the second they switch it up or change it up, it, it, something happens, you know, subconsciously. You're like, what the hell just happened? And so, you know, it, it's predictive programming. It, it's like mm-hmm. a lot of Hollywood is just, hey, this is what it is. We're not going to change it up. We keep you thinking the same way. Things will stay the same. You won't change. And it just kind of rocks you to sleep, you know? Yeah. 
you know, uh, staying with the Hollywood theme, um, how how do you now that you're into acting and that's you mentioned that's kind of like your your passion now or, or what you love the most. Uh, how how do you do you have more of an analytical look when it comes to um, film, TV, stage, whatever it may be? Analytical, um, or or, or I, so uh, here's the the way I, I uh, maybe an easier way to phrase that, or at least a comparison. Um, I used to, as a, a kid, I was a huge fan of wrestling, and I loved watching WWE. I eventually got trained in it. I eventually started doing it. And then I started watching wrestling with a different eye. Like it wasn't for entertainment. It was more of a, a, a studying and, and, and whatnot. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as the studying, um, you know, I, I'm classically trained, you know, I spent a lot of time working, man. So, you know, I, I don't like for people to be able to say, Hey, you're doing this, but you don't have any kind of expertise. So I, I've taken a lot of acting classes and it does change. You, you kind of look at it differently when you, step back and then you, you approach it from like, a, like you said, an analytical, but, but now I think about my characters. So I, I try not to really look at the big picture. I try to focus on what the character is, um, okay. how dastardly, how evil the character is. I, I ask myself, what is it about this character? I love, I like, I respect. Um, and I just try to absorb that. And then I bring my own emotions from, you know, being homeless, my mother being on drugs, all these other things I had to go through in my life and try to attach that to the character. Um, but you know, in a lot of ways, if I start really analyzing the bigger system, I think it'll it'll kind of distract me from what I'm there to do, and I'm there to bring a character to life and make it believable and give people, you know, you know, their money worth, their money's worth. So, um, yeah. But when I do step back and kind of look at Hollywood, you know, and I, I see like the same old stereotypical casting and and stuff like that, it's it's, it's kind of frustrating. So I try not to think about it so much and just try to focus on bringing my A game. You know, when, when it's time for me to show up. And you know, I've I've talked to um, a handful of actors and and people in Hollywood, and uh, the it seems like the really good people, the really not just like good at their craft, but like just the genuinely good people, uh, tend to have that mindset where they're like, you know, obviously the the, the story itself is important to them, but um, crafting that character is you know is just as important and thinking of the real world stuff, right. I think it's paramount. Um, you know, it, if if a person shows up to, to to see you perform, no matter how small the off Broadway show is, if the you know one of my last shows, there was only like twenty people in the audience, and I'll never forget this. Um, my acting coach taught me, Thurman Scott, Actors Theater Workshop, said you're not there to necessarily cater to them. You're there to look at the other actor that's in the same scene with you and bring it, you know, and make them match you on that level. So. Uh, yeah, to me, it's definitely about just bringing a show, um, not really getting too mi- mixed up with the politics. Um, and it's really political across the board. Um, but it's something I love to do. So it's it's not hard for me to just kind of show up, you know? Uh, so out of all these places, um, I want to go back to your traveling a little bit. Uh, out of all the places you've been to, uh, what would you say is your favorite uh location that you've you've toured or or been to to visit wow i've had that question a few times and it's always like when you say favorite what do you mean like favorite to vacation favorite to perform Uh, 
So, so I'll put it this way, because I used to travel for work myself, and um, my my favorite, and, and and definitely not worldly like you, but um, it, within the states, uh, one of my favorite places is uh, Tampa. Um, it's just it's just a beautiful place to look at. Uh, I went there for work. Uh, I I don't even know. I it's I guess it's a place that you could find yourself maybe retiring at, like somewhere that's just so beautiful that you could spend the rest of your life there. Wow! Wow! Um. There's been so many places. I've literally been to like 30 states of multiple times and over 20 something countries and all these different places. But uh, I guess right away, one of the first places that stood out to me was South Africa. Uh, oh, wow. Cape Town. I was I was astonished at how beautiful uh, it was. Uh, you know, we, we have these stereotypes what Africa looks like. And I know I did in my head. Um, yeah. And then I went there and I was like, what the? This is gorgeous. Um, you know, I, I loved Seattle, too. Like uh, I went to Seattle in the States. And I was just mm-hmm. blown away with just the level of just beauty. Uh, San Francisco is a place I love. Um, Brazil. So I, I would say uh, uh, my favorite place. I don't, you know, it's, it's really difficult. But I was I'm either, sure it uh, is. Yeah, South Africa or Switzerland was really nice too. That's oh, Switzerland. I, I've heard Switzerland is just amazing. Like the uh, scenery. You have no idea. Not only is there a sense of. Uh, opulence and certain level of class and you know just being distinct it's just you know when you think about what makes switzerland special you know clocks you know that craftsmanship and Mm -hmm. sweet chocolate you know uh but also dubai i just came back from shooting a music video in dubai a month ago and forget about it it felt like miami uh in dubai everything was so opulent and Mm -hmm. clean and neat so it's really hard to pick a place but uh switzerland was definitely incredible yeah, I, I would have to imagine that once you start, there's got to be a point of traveling where um, it's just impossible to pick. I, I guess it's an unfair question to ask what's your favorite place, because once you've been to so many places, like you've seen so many beautiful places. Yeah, but the funny th- the funniest thing is that I love people, man. I, I wouldn't be able to be a, a life coach if I didn't genuinely love people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, it's about the people. Like I, I went to DR also, Dominican Republic, to shoot a video. And um, the scenery and the place we were wasn't the best. It was beautiful, but uh, it was just the people. You know, it's like in Egypt. And I was in Egypt. I was in Egypt a few years ago. The people, to me, make the place because you, you kind of forget where you are. And when you're looking in someone's eyes and you're talking to them, it, it's like being surrounded by friends. It, yeah. It's just you're just completely engulfed. So it, it, to me, it's about the people, you know. You, you know what? That is great because that's the way I feel. Um, and we. we briefly touched on it before we started the interview where um to me like i've listened to a few different long-form interview podcasts and the really good ones are ones that don't sound like an interview they're the ones that just sound like a conversation and that's what i try to bring to my show because i you know you and i'm sure you as a um just a a person with many hats a public person that goes out there and is and talks to the press you you probably get a, hit up a lot of places that have the same old questions yeah so so i try to have more of a conversation because it just feels natural and yeah. Yeah. um it's like two friends talking versus let's have a business arrangement you know right, right. uh so uh i do want to ask you because this is the one thing that i um, i've always find fascinating um when it comes to people who travel uh, or, you know, specifically that have an audience following them as well. Uh, w- is there a specific place that or region that um, reacts 
more more highly. That's ba- that's a terrible phrasing. Reacts better to you. Uh, has give that gets really excited when they see you. Right. Um, well, it, it, again, it depends. Uh, when I go to Japan to do hip hop, or I go to uh, Rio Brazil, um, you know, and uh, really parts of Europe and Paris is they they love hip hop. You know, because I, I'm a person that does wear different hats. I, I got to remind myself, okay, this is the hat you're wearing now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in Paris, you know, South Africa, Brazil, uh, especially Brazil um, and Europe, it, it's they love hip hop in uh, Tokyo. Uh, so, really? it, yeah, and even it's crazy because I'm performing and the whole crowd didn't speak English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's, a, it's crazy, but yeah, hip hop is definitely re- received real hip hop. Uh, it's more respected in certain parts of the world, and my life coaching—it's—it's it's typically best in the in the states, you know, people, yeah. because they can understand me. Better. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense for the life coaching. Um, I, I'm fascinated. So, so when you go to a place where there is a language barrier that that you can't really cross, or you—it's limited, um, like say Tokyo. Uh, is 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 it more difficult to perform there or 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 to i obviously to speak there but i yeah. guess you know a performing level uh, no actually uh i heard michael jackson say this to someone one time he said um they don't need to understand your words to hum your your beat you know that's and, beautiful uh, that's perfect yeah if if you can really a, a good beat is universal you know and if they can get that in their souls and their heartbeat starts to align to that and then they're bopping to you you're you're literally on one wavelength so um that it's easy as long as you really have a nice melody and it's a really good song but uh, as far as traveling something i've learned you know usually but right before i land i have this book thank you you whatever language it is the country i'm going into the most important words sorry excuse me Mm -hmm. Uh, just being polite but i've learned Body language, even though it's different for certain parts of the world, I've been able to get people to laugh and smile and communicate with them as if there was no language barrier, simply with body language. So, you know, if you tap someone and, and, and like put a spoon to your mouth like you're hungry and rub your stomach, they'll get the message. Yeah. You know, I, 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 one time I was in, um, what was it, Beijing or Shanghai? Uh, it was Shanghai. No, no, no. It was Beijing. It was Beijing, capital of Beijing. And I wanted yeah. to go check out some of the sites. And I went to this uh, museum. And uh, they were taking my stuff because they wouldn't let me into the museum. And then she looked at this little pink horse I had on my keychain. And she looked at me like, what is this? You know, like, I guess she was at, uh, questioning my sexuality or just curious about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? like, what is this? And I, I looked at it and I pointed to her and I, and I made like this mm, kissy sound like I was holding my girlfriend and loving her. And, oh, okay. uh, and they both started laughing and they didn't speak English. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, so it, to me, it's just incredible that there's a universal language. And if you just have patience and kindness and charity and uh, just try to be understanding with people, they typically get the message. Yeah, that's um, something that you, you, I, I try to uh, do myself, uh, pass on to my children that, you know, basically be polite and kind and like, don't worry about anything else. The, the you know, life will treat you well and people around you will treat you well if you follow those kind of those those couple credos true i, I 
Fully agree. I fully agree. As we close out down this interview in just a couple moments here, we're going to be playing a, a, a song from Michael here who uh, goes under uh, core. I'm going to dude. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I'm so Prim. bad. Core Prim. There you go. Okay. Prim. You got it. Prim. Perfect. I nailed one of them. Uh, it's yeah. Hey Mami. T Necesito. Oh, did I butcher yeah. that? Yeah. No, you got it right. T Necesito. Oh, it's not- like a reggaeton track it's it's english mixed with spanish it's the one i a video and song i wrote wrote in dominican republic and recorded the video out there as well okay it's um i i listened to uh to it briefly before we hopped on this interview uh and it is it's it's those type of songs i'm more of a talk radio kind of guy so but i do love uh very good music and and this song is very good uh, I love when when there is a language mix like this. Um, I don't know what it is. It, it, it's maybe it's because it just makes it sound exotic. I don't, I, it, there's something that just it really makes me smile when I listen to a song like this. Right. Yeah. Uh, so before we play this song, though, uh, Michael, please uh, let's let everyone know again where they can find you on the internet, social media, uh, your websites, and and what those websites mean. Because you do have a couple different hats. Yeah, I do. Definitely. Uh, as far as the rapper, as far as songwriter, producer, uh, you can find that at Coreprem, which is C-O-R-E-P-R-E-M-E dot com. Uh, as far as life coaching, um, that's M-C-B lifecoaching.com mcblifecoaching.com and as far as Staten Island Media Services which is um, a company where we make t-shirts do professional photography videography audio production um, you know pro- professional CDs DVDs duplications covers and everything you can find that at simediaservices.com that's M-E-D-I-A services S-E-R-V-I-C-E-S dot com S-I so uh, yeah and a it. quick question about your uh, Staten Island uh, Media Services uh is that uh, strictly Staten Island, or do you, are you open to worldwide or nationwide definitely. at least? Yeah, definitely open um, to worldwide, nationwide. You know, the internet is everywhere. But yeah, um, yeah. I'm from Staten Island, so I live now, and uh, it's a perfect place where I can record my music and do my own photography, work with people locally. But uh, mm-hmm. if someone's interested, absolutely, we can ship anywhere in the world. Very cool. Uh, Michael, thank you for doing the show. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I heard little tidbits here and there that I definitely, I think, would love to get into the next time you have something to promote. I'd love to have you on for like a full 60-minute interview uh, and and we, we just go all in on the show like we normally do. Okay. I'm with it, man. So, I'm, I'm yeah. cool. Great. Uh, so you've been listening to Everything is Awesome right here on awesomepodcast.com. And to round out the show, we're going to be listening to Michael's song as Core Prime. Uh, it is called, you can see me drawing it out as I pull it up again because my phone is a piece of crap. <laughs> hey, Mami, Tina Sasito. It is uh, a great song. Thanks for listening. Michael, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you having me. What up, DR? Street superstar. Moving right fast down. like a car. Hey, mommy, I want you. You got what I mean. I like you. I want you to come home with me. Hey, mommy, I want you. You got what I mean. I like you. I want you to come home with me. Mommy, te necesito. 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 Mommy, te necesito.
delicious, skin feels silky, eyes chocolate, darker than the night sky, lips tasty, something like an apple pie, she had me after work hot, I was like damn, shorty looking so fly, I tell you no lie, I was hypnotized, I think she do voodoo, she playing with my mind, or maybe I'm a Jedi, maybe I'm a Vader, maybe she's a gold digger looking for my paper, or maybe I'm paranoid, is she the real deal, holy feel, and if she is, then I'ma have to make a squill, pay her bills, fly her to a better life, have a baby, maybe you could be my wife, I need a ride or somebody who can hold me down, and keep my head up, even when I'm not around. Body fit me like a glove, glove, glove. Fit me like a glove. You know your body fit me like a glove, and I just wanna kiss you. I just wanna love you. Promise that I never put no one above you, no one above you, no one above you, no, 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 no one above you, above you, above you. Mami, eres tan hermosa, estoy puesto para ti. Bella como rosa, tu aroma me sonrosa. Siempre yo paro para ti. Me estoy volviendo loco por ti. He tenido muchas mujeres, pero tú eres mi única razón de vivir, de vivir. Si no te tengo a mi lado, prefiero morir. Hey, mami, I want you, you got what I need. I like you, I want you to come home with me. Hey, mami, I want you. You got Yes, give a charity to my nigga Copri. Got a great studio breaking a beat. Got TV rig. You know we do that aloud. Say no more, baby. That's why we thought about we ain't gonna make it. Sit down watching the channel, son. Carlos Grey Producción. Everything is Awesome is produced by Crude Humor Studios. For more information about the podcast, please visit us online at awesomepodcast.com. Or if you're interested in advertising on the show, please email us at advertising at crudehumorstudios.com. Stream and download all episodes on iTunes. While you're there, please consider leaving a five-star review. If you're a fan of the show, please let us know by following us on Twitter and Instagram at That Entertains.